Hello and welcome to The Frontline, a podcast from Ilva Europe. We represent and work on behalf of over 600 LGBTI activist organizations across Europe and Central Asia. And our podcast aims to bring you to the front lines of queer activism in the regions. I'm your host, Belinda Deer, and this is the second episode in our mini-series on rainbow family rights in 2021, during which we're looking at the issues affecting LGBTI parents and their children across Europe. Our guests today are parents Kalina and Jane from Bulgaria and the UK, respectively. Because their daughter Sarah was born in Gibraltar, she cannot claim UK citizenship via Jane. So the couple applied to have her registered in Bulgaria. But the Bulgarian authorities refused, therefore leaving baby Sarah stateless. Kalina and Jane brought a case against the Bulgarian authorities to the EU Court of Justice, which was heard last month. They are with us today to talk about their current situation, the case, and what it means to their family. We're also joined by R.P. Avetisian, Head of Litigation at ILGA Europe, to talk about the implications of the case. Kalina, I'll come to you first. Can you tell me a little bit about your situation and how it came before the European courts? Our daughter was born in uh, December 2019, and I knew that we were going to have uh, possibly some, some problems in um, getting her the documents, since um, in Bulgaria it's a bit, it's not, we have a non-conventional family there. Um, so I knew that we were going to face some difficulties, but um, I didn't think that uh, they would be this serious. I mean, I thought that uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll be on the, the birth certificate, but not my partner. But then we realized that um, it's not going to happen and it's actually, it shouldn't happen. We didn't really think that it will become so such a such a complicated case for our family personally. I had to ask for the help of some um, uh, acquaintances of mine in, in Bulgaria that uh, put me in touch with the uh, LGBT association there, Deistvie, that actually, um, uh, through their uh, legal program, they managed to help, to help us put the case through in the Bulgarian court. I don't know. I, I, I think now looking at it, I, I was a bit naive thinking that it will, it will take a few months or maybe a year, you know, in the worst case scenario until we get some sort of document for Sarah. But then from the Bulgarian court, we found out that the judge from there sent uh, some questions to the, um, to the European court to help them um, go forward with, uh, with the case because I realized that it's uh, sort of the, the first case like this that uh, they're facing. So they, they send this questions to the court to to help him solve it and um, that's how it reached that court in Luxembourg. Thank you for that explanation. Um, Arpi, you were directly involved in the case at the European level. Would you be able to talk with us about your experience of, of taking the case to the European Court of Human Rights and whether you have hopes on being successful or what you see could happen as a result? My involvement uh, and Ilga Europe support to Jaystvia came after we learned that Bulgarian court asked for a preliminary ruling from the Court of Justice. And of course, this is one case before the Court of Justice, but it, it's just one of the examples that many families similar to yours, Kalina um, and Jane, uh, that they face across Europe. And, and that's why we got involved to support Jaystvia and your case so that other families could benefit as well. 
And our support was getting other allies to be involved, to raise awareness about the case and about the issue. You know, in your case, your child doesn't have a nationality so far, which is terrible. And we contacted the European Statelessness Network for guidance and support as well. They wrote a very detailed, helpful editorial on the EU law application in this case. We also had support from a law firm, Freshfields, who provided legal research in what EU law could be applied, uh, the rights at stake. So in that sense, this is a very important case for so many families across Europe. That's why we decided to be involved and to support it. And I wanted to say that, that there is another similar case from Poland now pending before the Court of Justice, and it shows also the breadth of uh, the difficulties, it's not only in Bulgaria, but unfortunately in other countries as well, that families go through the hardship. They have to go to courts to have a birth certificate recognized and to be recognized as parents. And it's it's very difficult situation. Just to just to jump in to to ask a little bit more about the the kind of the more the more personal aspect of what Api is saying. So, for example, um, Api was mentioning the the waiting time and 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 the length of time it takes to go through courts. I think um, it would be interesting for for our listeners to know how how long it's actually taken overall, not only um, with the with the European court but also with the with the domestic courts. How how much does this has this impacted your daily life? Have Having to take uh, this case to to all of the the courts. Actually, we put through. I think it was last last February or last March, the request for a for a Bulgarian birth certificate of uh, of our daughter in Bulgaria. And then I think that the court from from Bulgaria sent it in in September. I think it's been I think it's been over a year already the way I, the way i see it from from what i understand again i'm not very familiar with the with the legal procedures in bulgaria but after we have this uh, decision from the court in in uh, luxembourg uh in bulgaria the case could be i mean depends on many factors but i don't see it closing very very soon i mean that that's my hope that it will that the outcome will be favorable for us and that it will be fast but so we're also prepared for the the other possibility which is waiting uh, I, another year or god forbid even more if i can jump in here um it's actually it was great to see that the bulgarian court requested to consider the case under the expedited procedure and compared to other cases, actually, the case has been progressing very quickly. And it, it was great because it's a child's rights at stake. So the court uh, recognized that this is an important question and it needs to be resolved as soon as possible. So it was great, actually, to see that the Bulgarian courts asked for this procedure. And hopefully uh, the judgment will be delivered very soon. And it's worth to mention that the Advocate General will be delivering an opinion on 15th of April, which is a first step already and in, an important step in seeing how the court would approach. Of course, it doesn't mean that the judges will have to necessarily follow the Advocate General's opinion, but it is an important step. It is an important uh, also part of case law of the Court of Justice to have the Advocate General's opinion. So I very much hope that the opinion will be favorable and would recognize that EU law is at stake, freedom of movement of 
the family is at stake and importantly it affects the, the right of the child here who has not been able to acquire nationality to be an EU citizen. Thanks a lot. And uh, and just to kind of keep on keep on that vein, um, RP, especially when, when you were talking about the rights that, that are at stake, how do you think that this could have an impact beyond Kalina and Jane's case? Well, this case, unfortunately, it's it's as I see, it's a drop in the ocean. So we hear about the case, we know about the case because it's now before the Court of Justice. But there are so many families that go through the same difficulties. So once the Court of Justice delivers a favorable judgment, then it will become part of EU law, which means that it should be applied across all EU member states. But also, this will be very important helping step for the implementation of the LGBTIQ strategy that was launched by the European Commission in the autumn of last year, in 2020. So the case plays an important role in in so many ways, both already becoming part of EU law, but also becoming helpful guidance for the Commission in putting forward legislation on mutual recognition of parentage uh, across Europe. Just to get a sense um, from you, Kalina and Jane, what, what your feelings were about being there at the court and how you feel now, um, having been through this experience, as well as if you have any reflections on your on your hopes for the future, you know, if, if this works out and what you plan to do and so on. It's been, it's been a long process, very stressful process, um, something that we thought was going to be really easy, obviously, you know, just, you know, we'll just apply. And then it just turned into this whole thing. Um, and I hope in, it will work out in the long run and help other people. I think that's the, the goal here um, as well. But yeah, I think the first thing that we're going to do, if, of course, if this if this works out, is visit our families, you know, once the COVID restrictions are finally lifted. But it seems like things are, fingers crossed, um, hopefully getting better. I know that my wife's really desperate to see her family. She hasn't seen her parents in well over a year. Her father hasn't even seen our daughter except over video, which, you know, isn't, isn't the same. So I think that will be the first thing we want to do is to be able to, to travel. Not that that's different to most people right now in the world, but uh, um, that will be the first thing on our list. And then secondly, to, to visit the UK as well. My grandfather, so he's in his 90s and we've been uh, wanting to visit um, as well. Like he hasn't, he hasn't seen our, our daughter. Um, so that would be the def- definitely the first two things that we would, we would like to do. And uh, and just one more, perhaps tricky question for for RP on the um, implementation, because we know that implementation of judgments can be a bit difficult. Let's say, H- how are your hopes in terms of implementation? For example, if this is ruled uh, in favour of Kalina and Jane, has Bulgaria got a good history of of implementation of the court judgments? Um, how do you see? I, I hope that this is uh, one of your hopes that it will go well, of course, but uh, it would be interesting to know if there's any any struggle that you anticipate. Certainly, one hopes that when, you know, there is a positive judgment and we celebrate that development for, in different contexts, of course, in different cases, for different couples, families, for rights being uh, protected, one hopes that people will enjoy these rights. But being realistic and looking at the common judgment, for example, common Hamilton and Akchep judgment that was delivered nearly three years ago by the Court of Justice, 
and was brought from Romania, we see that, unfortunately, Romanian authorities have not implemented that judgment to date. The applicants had to turn to the European Court of Human Rights to further get redress and to have their rights realized. So it, there is a danger, of course. But on the other side, as uh, I already mentioned, the LGBTIQ strategy now in place, it, it really gives hope that the Commission will act and will ensure that the judgments are implemented and the judgments are implemented across Europe. In that sense, um, I'm really hopeful that we will see the results. And Kalina and Jane, together with their daughter, were able to, to travel, to exercise their right to freedom of movement and go to Bulgaria and, of course, to UK as well. But just as a family, to be able to feel European Union citizens and be able to enjoy their rights. In that sense, of course, that there are various actions that can be taken. The, the complaint, possible complaint to the European Commission, for example. But uh, let's be hopeful and let's think positive that there won't be need for any further follow-up. This has been already a long process. This has been already a difficult process. And yes, strategic litigation brings a big, you know, a broader impact for others. But let's hope that there won't be need for any other follow-up action. Let's hope that Bulgarian authorities will implement the judgment. It will be positive. It will be implemented. And you will be able to, to travel and enjoy your family life. And um, yeah, indeed, I think with the drafting of this legislation by the European Commission that was promised in the LGBTIQ equality strategy, there will be increasingly more visibility on the situation of what we would call rainbow families in the EU, because there are so many couples and families going through situations like this across across the continent uh, for various different reasons, in which basically LGBTI people don't have the same family rights as as everyone else, and uh, and I think that this this will. This will really contribute to helping, at the very least, at the societal level, uh, media level, which often influences outcomes. But I, I, from the work that I've been doing, the the awareness raising that's now happening, really kickstarting now because of this new priority of the Commission, is really increasing. And I think uh, we we all know that the visibility of, of of kind of these examples and these personal stories is really important for change. So at least from from where I'm sitting, I think that that this is kind of a breakthrough moment, hopefully. And uh, yeah, I don't know if anyone has any thoughts on that. Any, any final thoughts on, on hopes or, or kind of your, your perspective on the, on the broader, yeah, on the broader scale? I mean, as, as, as you said earlier, um, I really hope that uh, after the decision, the implementation from the, from, from my country will be faster because at, at the end, is is my daughter's my my daughter's chance to 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 travel anywhere to see her to see her grandparents, one of which she hasn't she hasn't seen at all. So I I, I really hope that it will it will finish uh, faster rather than than later on. That's that's my hope. To not hopefully it wouldn't drag on with years because I I honestly don't know. Arpi Somin the. In the court in in um, Luxembourg, you know it was it was uh, it was difficult because um, something that's given to other children just by birth to my child was was denied, and my and my own country said that it, she's not following my my nationality. It's it's really just it's very difficult because I know that if 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 this doesn't resolve fast, 
um, she's not going to be able to see her grandfather for God knows how long. So, would you realize the, the importance of the case for, for all of our families? With something that we didn't realize earlier in the in the case, but that we realize now. But in the end, it's um, you know, it's our family, it's our um, it's our parents that don't have any connection with with our daughter at the moment. So yeah, that's that that's my hope to to for this to to finish fast and hopefully to finish in our favor. I just wanted to thank you for actually going ahead and, and continuing with the case. I know that wasn't your plan. And yes, we're talking about strategic litigation and, you know, it's a process that cases reach from national courts to European courts. But we also know that it's not an easy process for you. And I wanted to thank you for continuing this and, and realizing that it's not only about your family, but for many other families. And that's very important. So let's really hope that there will be a positive judgment and all your efforts put in will serve for your family and for so many other families that go through the same. And I think it's important that actually people know about you, know about what you're going through, which is not easy, which is very difficult. Uh, but that also shows it, it's a learning point for others as well. And hopefully that will help to really get the documents for your daughter as soon as possible and to be able to have your family life, to enjoy your family life. Just big thank you to both of you. RP summed it up very well there. I think um, that's what I was going to say as well. Thank you so much for for yeah all 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 that you've done to to reach the stage and to and to seek justice for your family and that therefore has justice for for many other families across uh, across Europe and also thank you for sharing with us today i know it is obviously very difficult but it's really it's very important that people are able to feel the 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 kind of the direct hum- humanity impact of of these quite administrative hurdles based on discriminatory ideology a huge thank you to to, to both of you and, and, and also RPU as well for, for joining us today. And I don't know if anyone um, has anything no, else they would like say, to say uh, while we're Thank you for thanking us, um, but a big, bigger thank you not, to, to you will, guys for all the support and, and help. Like, I mean, we'd be totally lost without you, you know, without this kind of support in place for us and other people. Like, well, where would we be? We wouldn't be anywhere and this would have just gone nowhere. Um, so we just want to say a really big thank you to you guys. Um, for all, for all the support of course thanks very much indeed and and also to the other lawyers involved not just uh, our wonderful rp here no of course <laughs> to denise uh, who represented you before the court of justice and and that was a very long process the hearing went over for hours which is much longer than the average hearings um, before the court of justice and of course to veneta and tastevia being there to support you Thanks very much. And uh, yeah, it's been a great discussion. Very interesting, uh, very touching. Have a nice day. You too. Thank you. You too. Since this conversation was recorded, the Advocate General's opinion was published on April the 15th, 2021. It clearly states that the refusal of the Bulgarian authorities to draw up the requested birth certificate for baby Sarah constitutes an impediment to the rights which EU law confers the child and her parents. The opinion is pointing in the right direction, as it clarifies that parentage established in one member state must be recognised for reasons of freedom of movement across the EU.
and all EU citizens and their families should equally enjoy freedom of movement. We are still awaiting the ruling of the Court of Justice of the European Union, but at ILGA Europe we believe that the Advocate General's opinion is a step forward in the recognition of same-sex families across Europe. You have been listening to The Frontline, ILGA Europe's LGBTI activism podcast. Please subscribe, like, or comment wherever you listen to our podcasts. And tune in next time when we'll be talking about the current status of same-sex partnership in the Balkans. Bye for now.